0: Monday evening welcome to another edition of the Monday man cave presented by the sideline junkies it's me it's me it's the big guy KG sitting in solo for right now the boss BJ will be joining me shortly uh man it's been a while since we broadcast from these pod bean studios everything has been on the road or you know or or, or, or it's been um On stream y'all we've been streaming live and everything you know just us (laughs) and it felt it feels good to be back on a platform where we can hear you we can hear your comments and you know we can do it on on stream y'all we stream and everything we can hear all of that but for you to call in and be able to express your voice not just a a a text you can express your voice is a beautiful thing so uh it's good to be back so without further ado let's jump into this um we talked about it uh last week and we talked about jack del rio his comments towards um the insurrection that we are currently having government hearings on and word has it. That is a lot of evidence that some people are going down and he expressed how he felt and that it was only a dust up and you know, why he he referenced backhandedly, the black lives matter movement and the peaceful protest that turned ugly. Uh and he he referenced those things. And he was fined a hundred thousand dollars by coach Ron Rivera. Um, then also he deleted his Twitter. Now these are my personal feelings towards the whole situation, and these feelings do not reflect any other feelings, thoughts, or opinions of the other sideline junkies this is just me the big guy kg one thing that i have tried to do since we started this show oh man the 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 early beginnings 2017 is be impartial uh fair and just look at both sides of the issues or or both sides of the, the coin and come up with an educated guess number one for and i said this last week and i'll say it again jack del rio for him to say that an insurrection against the government you 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 breached federal buildings like you can't walk into federal buildings without being scanned checked poked and prodded but you breached federal grounds of the Capitol in washington dc and there were officers that were injured an officer lost his life and i've like i said before i heard someone say that the people are being held uh for this crime against the country for you know it's treason that oh they have ptsd they should be released to be with their families and this that and the third and, you know, not to get overly political, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene is lobbying for these guys and tell, uh, uh, oh, man, I can't think of his name from the Daily Show. No, uh can't think of his name, but he says something when people are in jail for crimes that you don't think they should be in jail and hell for. Have that same type of energy when it really when it's really needed and those people are people of color. Now, they got all this energy for people that broke the law, mind you, and for Jack Del Rio to call it a dust-up. You committed a federal crime and you're calling that a dust-up. Me personally, you know, and I, I, I've i been a Jack Del Rio fan for years. I loved him as a player because he was scrappy. And, you know, he wasn't a star, but I, I just i knew him as a player. And, you know, I didn't know his past and what happened in Kansas City, you know, being a youngster, we didn't get that type of news. You know, it wasn't the social media age where you could pull up something at the tip of your fingers. But for Jack Del Rio to say what he said and talk about. The Black Lives Matter movement. Not the organization, the movement That's two separate things for him to call an insurrection. On a house of government, a dust up. If I'm a player, I cannot play for this man. Whether I'm black, white, purple, yellow, brown, whatever, I cannot play for him. And Shannon Sharp said he wasn't surprised that Jack Dorio said it. He wasn't surprised. I mean, I guess there is no surprise, but the simple fact that you said it and you stood by it you apologize but we all know it's a bullshit apology that's where i have the problem why apologize if you know you don't mean it don't apologize to pacify it and i don't want to hear oh well you know coach is coach and he doesn't see color bullshit bullshit because that statement that he made that tweet that he made shows me that he sees color and like i said before these are my personal thoughts these don't reflect the sideline junkies. These don't reflect that the ladies and, and, and the fellas that are here with us. So I'll say this. Ron Rivera, quote unquote, sending a message to Jack Del Rio. The message was not received. It was not enough. I think Jack Del Rio, if he wasn't fired, I think he should step down. And vacate his position really and truly. I think he should be fired Because To make a statement like that yes freedom of speech We said it last week when you sign a contract with a job when you sign that paperwork You're a representation of that company. You're an extension of that company. He's an extension of the washington commanders he's a a, a, an extension of ron Rivera, who's an extension of jason wright who's an extension of tanya snyder you see what i'm saying everything is always he can go do something in East jablit as long as he's working for this organization it's going to be defensive coordinator of the washington commanders jack del rio it's not just going to be jack del rio you're a representation of a company. You're a representation of your employer. Same as everybody else. And I'm sure it's worded in contracts, because I know it's worded in, in a lot of us in the in, in the regular world about certain statements and, and, and political things that you can't make while you're on company time, while you're uh while you're um representing the company in any way, wearing a company logo, company vehicles, all of that. I'm sure it's something in there. Because I'm, 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 I'm quite sure, because that's the reasoning that one Colin Kaepernick, who silently protested police brutality, has been blackballed. Yeah, He got a tryout in, in Las Vegas, but I, I'm sorry to say that that was for show. But he was blackballed for a silent protest because th- instead of asking him what he thought about said protests on why he was protesting, it was just assumed. He was protesting the anthem. He was disrespecting the military. Now with Jack Del Rio, there is no assumption. There is no no guessing what he meant because he said what the hell he meant. On another finger, not even another hand, on another finger. This just adds to the shit show that we have in the nation's capital for a football team. Can't get right on the field. Damn sure can't get right off of it. This is the second summer in a row. Nope. Third summer in a row. We've been in damn turmoil. About something. When is enough going to be enough? Heads have got to roll. I expect Ron Revere to rule with an iron fist. I get it keeping things behind closed doors, but this one got out. If this had never got out, and this was an in-house thing, and it's just something that was said in-house, okay, handle it behind closed doors. If not, you got to rule with an iron fist, and you have to make an example that we're not going to tolerate this. You need unity on this team. I just expect more from Ron Rivera.
1: Uh, uh, by the way, uh, everybody. everybody. We had to step in with real quick and just, you know, we talked about this and I wanted to say something to what the big guy says he had just said. and I feel like even if it was behind closed doors, even if it was behind closed doors and it was a player and coach thing and organizational organization about it, um, one, I still feel like at some point it would it would get out. It might have not have been directly coming from Del Rio's mouth, but at some point it would have got out. Um, But would you, even if it was internal, would you want it to be dealt with the same way as we are hearing it come out of his mouth? Would you want it to be met with the same ferociousness of firing him? Or is it, see no evil, hear no evil? Because even if, I'm a player, let's, let's just take color out of it. Let's just say you're offended about his comments, and you don't want to play for him no more. That's that's something the team has to deal with. I think that, you know, of course they're not. You know, we know this team, as far as PR and damage control, probably the worst in the league. But, you know, I'm sure there's players now that don't want to play for him. You know, it seems like it's been a couple of players to come out, and kind of just dismiss it. Because they don't want to talk about it. They don't want the camera from their face every day talking about this. Because this is some some bold comments. Some big statements. Some, you know. How do I say? Some some statements we've heard from certain people that seem to not care uh, about both sides of the coin. Um, but... Answer that for me, Katie, if it's internal, do you, do you if you're wrong, Rivera, do you still fire him?
0: If it was done behind closed doors and something that egregious, I would think so. I mean, something, something more than a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars is like a hundred dollars to him. He has a pretty nice contract and he's been on some, some staffs that have won. He has a Super Bowl ring by being on a staff. That won a Super Bowl, and he was an integral part in that. So he's got money. $100,000 is nothing. Oh, well, we're going to donate it to charity. All fines go to charity. Every fine that comes in through the league office, every fine that comes in that's levied by the team goes to charity. A lot of guys don't really care. Just, hey, fine me. I don't care. It's going to charity anyway. I say let him go, and this is not because of anything on the field. This is what we're not talking on the field. We're talking off the field. Let well, let's, him let's go. Not,
1: let's not talk on the field because right now on the field that shit ain't too hot.
0: No, it's not. You think so, it's hot shit,
1: but it's really cold diarrhea. Yeah, you you Jack Jack Del Rio is that pot you thought you turned on. And you were coming back to two out. boiled eggs and you you dreaming in your head to cracking them eggs, put a little salt on, pepper on them, and the damn pot ain't even over. Eggs cold as hell. Mm-hmm. For to turn the damn pot. On. I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, my thing is, because Jack Del Rio is very stout and very, 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 very um confident in what he said in that press conference. So why delete your Twitter account? Right? Why why right. delete your Twitter? Why delete your Twitter account? If you felt like you were right, explain yourself. You know why? Because what you had just said, you are not your own entity. You work for the Washington Commanders. Your thoughts don't matter unless it pertains to that football field. If you put your personal thoughts out there, guess what? It becomes the team. And don't take what I just said the wrong way. When I say your personal thoughts don't matter. Because they do. But when you put your personal thoughts out there, whether you're a black man, a white man, Hispanic, uh, Asian, Arabian, whatever you are, whatever your nationality is, when you put your thoughts out there and you represent a team, like the big guy KDT said, that at least we know they have a social media policy. All of us all of us at some point have signed some type of social media policy at our job that restricts us from saying certain things when we're on company policy. Now most of us aren't walking around the NFL on the NFL team wearing a helmet, branded, recognized worldwide. Okay, that's a different type of issue, a different type of PR. Okay? So, and these guys know that Jack Del Rio has been in the game long enough. And, and and Big Guy KG said something to me when these comments hit. He said he had followed him on Twitter for a while, and he kind of kind of knew what kind of guy he was by his Twitter by his Twitter page. And I've never followed Del Rio. Don't care to no one pass. He's a defensive coordinator. Not a very good head coach, defensive coordinator. And then starting to be not a very good defensive coordinator. Um, I think that if Del Rio does not get fired, it just proves that one side of the coin is more important than the other side of the coin. Because we all know that the people that carried out the insurrection, the supporters, are... (laughs) backed by the Sniders, and probably a, a good percentage of those people that were in that organization, back, Republican, and left-wing concepts. Let's be honest. You want to have a conversation, Jack? Let's have a conversation. I'm up now. I was half past dead 15 minutes ago, tired, ready to get rocked to sleep. But if you want to have a convo, let's have a convo let's not pretend let's not pretend Vince McMahon Jerry Jones shit I would I would probably think that 90 90 it, you would just tell me if you think I'm all Casey 90 95 percent of the the owners party contributed to a Trump campaign at some point one of the uh, NBA and NFL
0: yeah and they had a list we we had the list up on our on, on our website it was up and running
1: New Balance sure. companies. So my thing is, it's one of those things where it's in a good old boy network, and it's just like you you bring him in the room, you pour some whiskey, you to light a couple cigars, and don't that shit ain't even spoken about in the room. And at the end, like Jackie, gotta do better, baby. You know you can't say that type of stuff. All right, man. Have a good day. $100,000? No. No. Uh-uh. I was just dis- very disappointed with the punishment Ron Rivera laid down. I was expecting, if he was to stay on this team, at least a six-game suspension. I always say, you've got to set a tone. When it's serious, you have to set a tone. Six games and pay, and 100000 fine. Now we talking. Now we getting somewhere. And as that snowball rolls, if you got to fire him, you got to fire him. But very disappointed. You know, I know all the players are going to say the right things. Oh, we need to put it past us. You know, he has his right to his thoughts and stuff. Yeah, everybody does. And I say one of the best things over the last five years is you get to see people that wouldn't have normally came out the woodwork got that extra boost of confidence to come out and be themselves and it's alarming because some people views are you're just like where who raised you
2: <laughs>
1: who raised you to, to, to think like that like you're you're one you're one-sided as hell and you don't want to see the other side. So, bro, it's going to be a very interesting next couple of weeks for the Washington Commanders. I think, and I'm with you 100%, I want Jack Del Rio fired. I wanted him fired before the comments.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: I've been calling for Jack Del Rio's job for a while lack of creativity on defense um, doesn't make adjustments in time if he makes adjustments at all they go out there and run what one what they going to run no adjustments Brian Jr. out Sorry about that getting bombarded by kids but um Yeah, I mean, it's just, like I said, lack of creative, no adjustments, no, no nothing. It's just like, hey, let's just run it. If it don't work, I don't know what to do. I've been calling for this man's job before this. He needs to be him and the commanders. The commanders got enough shit going on. And this man, I don't mean to, to talk, I know I've been talking. This man has had... Virginia pull out of the stadium talks mm-hmm. and pro- and probably going to have the other two jurisdictions be like, nah, cause I mean, they control they control everything. If they, if the, all three jurisdictions be like until you find Del Rio, we can't even talk because it was, it was, it was for a minute that Snyder had to be gone before the, the, the stadium talks took. Because well, take it back
0: even further take it back even further they had to change the name before they could come back to dc that's what muriel bowser said yeah. contrary to what everybody was saying oh she doesn't have anything to do with it she blocked a lot
1: yep they had to change the name lady that that team been in that in that state and in, in your city with that name stop pretending they done made y'all money they put y'all on the map with super bowls and parades whatever you think about the name don't act ignorant. That's a whole nother show. Change the name, then the Snyder had to go. Now you have a whole different issue, and Virginia was just like the hell with it. We don't even want to talk. We not even we not we not even coming to the table with y'all because of those comments. That should tell you how serious those comments are, and how ignorant they are. Why would you want a man like that on your team? splitting hairs i don't I, I, man he would have been fired when he stepped off the podium and went into the locker room his shit would already been packed
0: give him the mickey james treatment put in a black trash bag
1: oh my goodness he would have been blocked off he went like is this a new way to the locker room i'm not you're not security is taking you to your car Just going just leave right out of here <laughs> Whatever you got in here, we will FedEx it to you. Uh oh, I hear me. That that was my fault.
0: That was my fault. I didn't I, I didn't even know it was playing.
1: <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I'm I'm with you, bro. He needs to go. I think it's going to be. You know, it seems like it's kind of like I don't know if it's died down. I don't. I haven't really been with my ear to the sports world, but I know it's still being talked about a lot.
0: Well, that's not the only issue that Washington has to deal with. Uh, hmm. Scary Terry will not be attending mandatory workouts starting tomorrow. And he's looking for a new contract. Last year of his rookie deal, um, Scary Terry has played 36 out of a possible 39 games his entire career. 222 catches, 3,090 yards. uh, 16 touchdowns. Um, he last season he had the best percentage for con- contested catches and he wants a deal and he wants a, a deal comparable to today's wide receivers and I blame him not one bit because he deserves it. We are so bad at keeping homegrown talent and keeping them happy. We keep the wrong players sometimes. But keeping Scary Terry has to be a number one top priority and i said it at the end of last season going into this off season i don't care if you give him a hundred million dollars now looking at what christian kirk got and a lot of other guys and i pulled up the top 10 wide receivers as far as money per year and i said hmm let's start from number 10 and go to one and see if scary terry is better than him kenny galladay scary terry better than him and kenny galladay is at 18 million christian kirk 18 million Christian Kirk got that money and he messed the whole market up. He messed the whole entire market up. Uh, Michael Thomas, who we don't even know is going to be on the field next year, because he wasn't this year, is at 19.3 million. Chris Godwin's at 20. Amari Cooper's at 20. Mike Williams of the Chargers is at 20 million. Keenan Allen, damn, the Chargers got two $20 million receivers. Damn. They should, they better win a championship in, within the next two years. Um, Keenan Allen's at 20. Million uh, DJ Moore is at 20.6. Now you're getting into the thick of it Which is where I think is the wheelhouse for Terry McLaurin uh, D hop is number three with 27.3 million per year Devontae Adams is at 28 million Per year and Tyreek Hill is number one per year at 30 million dollars now We're talking per year. We're not talking life of the contract and my honest opinion i don't know how you work it out i don't know what the numbers look like because this is one off season where i haven't even studied washington's numbers but uh i gotta give terry at least 125 over five years i gotta give him 125 over five that's equivalent to 25 million dollars a season somehow some way and that's bonuses and everything but if you want to you know put some clauses in there that he can reach to get some extra money let's do it make it 135 i don't care but i gotta have terry we haven't had a viable receiver a viable number one the last time we had a viable number one
2: <laughs>
0: santana Moss, and santana Moss was supposed to be the slot receiver when he got here And he was pressed in the duty to be the number one. And he put up, he was the most consistent. Before him, geez, who did you have? God, look at the number ones that we've had over the years. You know, after the posse broke up, you know, Ricky Sanders went to uh, Atlanta. Art Monk went to the Jets. Uh, Gary Clark went to uh, Miami, I believe. Once the posse broke up. We never, we haven't had a receiving core that was devastating. And the thing is, with Art Monk, Ricky Sanders, and Gary Clark, they were feared because they could put up numbers on you quick. Art Monk, automatic first down. I need a first down. I'm looking for 81. I want to go deep. 84 and 83, on going to burn you. We haven't had a receiving core that devastating in 30 years. 30 years. We got to build something here. We have to. And I don't mean build it with free agency. We need to build it in-house. Starting with Terry. You you, you, you have, I always say it, Cam Sims and everything, but you got to add other guys to it. And you bring back Kelvin Harmon after the ACL injury. He came back. I believe he can be consistent enough to be a guy. In, in this, you got Jahan Dotson, who's raving and ranting and raving and has everybody drooling because he's so good. And I want to see him do well. So you, you possibly have a number two right there. You got guys. Do something with them. Keep them in house. You know, I still think Curtis Samuel deal was really and truly just a BS deal to get somebody here. For no production, but Terry got to get at least one twenty-five, one thirty-five, and the Midnight Riders say just take the AJ Brown deal and add five million to the total amount. What was AJ Brown's deal? What was AJ Brown's deal? Because
1: why, why are you looking for AJ? Are you looking for AJ deal? I've been moving around my house trying to get away from these these loud kids. God, <laughs> don't have kids. You don't have kids. Though. If you don't have kids already, don't have
0: them. Don't um AJ <laughs> Brown, four years, a hundred million dollars. <laughs> uh, Scary Terry. No, that's still that's only 25. I want Terry, I want Scary Terry for at least I want him for his whole entire prime. I want him to retire in a Washington uniform. Not that one day contract mess either. I want him to ride off in the sunset.
1: God, y'all gonna hate me. Y'all gonna hate me, man. Because drop, drop it on me. I I got to disagree with you. He got one more year left on his deal, right?
0: Yeah, this is a rookie deal. One more year.
1: All right, so one, you're not honoring your rookie deal. That's that's the main thing. You're not honoring your rookie deal. Y'all haven't had a consistent offense where you had a consistent good quarterback. Okay? Consistent good quarterback play. He's been the number one on the team. By ugh, I don't want to say this I know I'm going to piss some people off, but by default, there's no, there hasn't been no challenge on the other side. You've had him at number one, and then a bunch of number three and number four receivers. There's been no true number two, right? You you bought Curtis Samuel in here to be number two, and he was hurt. You draft Dotson to possibly be the number two, and I guarantee you, as a side note, I guarantee you Curtis Samuel won't be hurt this year. I promise you that. I promise you that I guarantee you he will if he's hurt this year it's going to be a serious injury when you see something on the field, but like, yeah, he can't play no more. Pressure creates diamonds when there ain't no pressure behind you all of a sudden you hurt and limping and all the time and you are sitting there collecting your paychecks whole different subject. But I just wanted to throw that side note in there. So Terry by default has got the volume of the throws no true number two no true quarterback i say this with basketball It's one reason why i don't really care for carmelo anthony if you had carmelo's build and was given the green light to shoot them new york teams wasn't gonna win shit if i tell you if i told kevin october be ready to go you're gonna shoot I'm gonna give you 30 shots a game. You don't think he averaged 20 points? I and mean, I'm not trying to disrespect the NBA at all. But if somebody's giving you 30 shots a game, 30, you're a high volume shooter, 30, 40 shots a game
2: to score. And I mean, you better
1: average something. So I'm not impressed. And that's what I'm saying with Terry McLaurin. You're the only option on the team. Everybody else is hurt. Everybody else is being underplayed or gets, gets their chance and they might show a sign or two and then they disappear. Is he a really good route runner? Yes. Does he have hands? Yes. The, the big thing that bothers me is he's not honoring the rookie deal. Because Washington is easy to say, no, nah, we'll, we'll trade you you're not even honoring your rookie deal. Now, if you could show me a season, I haven't looked at his stats, I'm pretty sure he hasn't had a 100-yard reception season. Pretty sure. Pretty sure he hasn't been over 10 touchdowns. Okay? This is when we talk about elite status. All right? But you're getting the bulk of the throws. So, KG, does he have a hundred yard season? Hundred yard uh reception season?
0: Uh, no. His highest is seventy-seven. Let me let me pull it back up. Hold on, hold on. I just had it. I just had it. Where you go? Uh-oh. Of course, I I, I when I wanted, I I kind of pulled it. I put it away. Hold well, on. Of course, of course. He you know how, has it, a...
1: that, that is how our show always is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. His high was 87, and that was in 2020, and he had 1118 yards, and that was without a true quarterback.
1: And uh, how many touchdowns?
0: Uh, touchdowns. He
1: only had four. Okay.
0: He hasn't and... had a double-digit touchdown season, but we haven't had the offense for him to have it.
1: Oh, and, and that's my point exactly. Like I, I, I want to. You want him to have this long-term deal. What if Dotson come in here and blow him away?
0: I want both of them to have long-term. You need a one and a two and a solid uh, 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 a solid tight end. You need weapons. No,
1: no, if no, you I, put I, weapons I, I around I, these guys. I understand that. I understand what you're saying. But what I'm saying is, honor no. your rookie deal and show me, if, okay, we got Carson Wentz here. And, and you've already—he's already proven a lot, okay? I'm not, and I'm not trying to say he needs to prove this and other. But I honor your rookie deal, right? And then let's have some stability. Let me see what you can do if there are other options on this offense. Are, can you still be a dog when a when a dog step into the room? Are you still the pretty girl when a real pretty girl come into the room? That's that's what I'm saying, okay? Not down this talent for one thing, but I don't like these because this is this has been an uptick. NBA, NFL, these players not honoring their contracts, and they're just gonna make it harder for them when these CBAs roll around. They're gonna get a boot put in their asses, especially NBA. These players got super max deals. John Wall ain't played in what two three seasons. Set out Houston this year completely healthy, in my opinion. You know, you, you got players. I I don't want to play here no more. Oh, you know what? I got here and I don't want to play here anymore. Honor your contract. Understand. Honor your contract. No, no, let
0: show me, say me that, that you
1: can show me that you can be a dog we bring another dog in here. If if Dotson's gonna be a really good receiver and blow what if you blow Terry out the water and you negate Terry a hundred million dollars, but this kid come on the field and show you what a real number one receiver is. And I'm not I'm not saying Terry's not a number one. What I'm saying is you got Calvert Cheney at, at your, your guard. This is an old reference. Let me let me <laughs> let me let me let me bring it to today's NBA. Let me bring it to today's NBA. I'm trying to think of a second tier shooting guard. Ah.
0: Just go with Calvin Chaney and Mitchell Butler.
1: Well, if you don't know who Calvin Chaney is, he was a guard at the, on the bullets in the, in the late 90s, right? Calvin Chaney in the gym turned dudes up left and right until Michael Jordan come in. That's what I'm saying. It's just like you're good with the circumstances. Let's see how good you could be when we put if we try to put everything together. If we have a quarterback now that has potential, has MVP potential if if given the right circumstances, which which is any player can be successful if they're given the right circumstances. So now I want to see. Okay, we got somebody in place. Can we stay healthy the whole year? Let me see what you produce. Can you give me a hundred receptions, ten touchdowns? Can you take over a game? I think all of those are question marks. Yes, he's made some fantastic catches. I haven't seen him dominate a game.
0: Well, let's get to the midnight rider since we are talking about dogs. Let's get to the one, the only midnight rider.
2: <laughs> What's going on, fellas?
0: What's happening, what brother? That, what you got to say on this topic?
2: Well, I, I heard somebody saying that the guy's not honoring his his contract, and I kind of disagree because the kid wasn't getting any money. So, like, he has to force the hand here to get him a deal. Um, He's had, what, uh, eight different quarterbacks in three years? So that kind of affects his um production. And the game, if you're looking for a game that he dominated or could have dominated, I would go to the Eagles game, his rookie season, the first game if Case Keenum can actually hit the side of a barn, this kid goes for 200 yards. Of course, we're, not, we're talking about ifs, so I can't really go with that, but like, the potential's there. I think his problem has been the guy calling the signals, playing playing quarterback, just isn't good enough to get him the ball in situations. Um, I went back and looked at a couple games last year. He's running by guys, but has to slow up because Haneke doesn't have the arm strength. So I think this posture he's taking is something you have to do to get himself taken care of. Because it's not like he's a first round pick. This dude's a third rounder. So this is his first year really making over a million dollars in a season.
1: And and I and I get that. But what if this is his ceiling? What if the 87 reception season is just because of the value? What if Dotson come in? What if Samuels is healthy because Samuels, Samuels was the number one in, in, in Carolina. Now, what if they come in and prove that this guy's a third-round pick? I'm I i I'm not trying to shit on Terry McLaurin.
2: I got you. But I think you know that's what I'm saying? what you want. If you get those two guys balling out and you add that to Terry, um, as long as your quarterback and your offense is calling the right plays and they're throwing the ball, everybody's going to eat. You've had seasons where Receivers I had, three receivers that had 1,000 yards in a season. So, like, I don't, I get what you're saying that the volume may come down, but, I mean, I've seen guys like um, Antonio Brown have like 176 targets and, like, have 114 catches. So, like, that stuff kind of evens itself out. I don't think Terry's ever had that many targets. He might have had 100. So, if he's at 100 on a good team, that 100 targets is normal. You know what I'm saying? And everybody else is gonna get their targets as well. So I don't think he loses targets because these guys get better. I think the offense itself gets better and that pushes them into to the territory of maybe a twelve win season.
1: D Ben do you think because you got you got some dogs in the backfield? Right. Do you think gimme give gimme give the percentage of pass versus run with this team? Because you got a dog back there in Gibson, right? So this isn't going to, to me, this isn't uh, this isn't Tampa Bay. This isn't Kansas City. This isn't Buffalo where they're doing 70% pass and 30 run. I think this team is a 55 pass, 55. It might be 50-50. It just depends. We all know it just depends on what Carson Wentz does. But I think if we're talking about what Ron Rivera has done in his past, he wants to run the ball first. So do you think he's going to get – let's say Dotson, Samuel line up. Do you think 150 targets are going to go his way if they're running the ball 50% of the time? No, but I think the quality of targets go up.
2: So last year he may have had – let's say he had 100 um, target. KG just said he led in contested ch- catches. So by having that stat, that tells you the, the quality of the passes he was getting was off. Like if you look at that San Diego catch that he makes, um, falling back. Like I think the quality goes up, so he doesn't have to get more targets, but he'll get better quality targets, which can still keep his catches at a certain level. Does that make sense?
1: And it, and it and it, make, it makes complete sense. I'm I'm just like like Cincinnati. Tyler Boyd, before Jamar Chase came in, was you know had high potential. Jamar Chase comes in and now he d- basically blows the other two. I can't remember the other Cincinnati T receivers' Higgins. name. Higgins, T. Higgins. But Jamar yep. Chase comes in and now all of a sudden, that's your number one. And that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Can you give this guy? A hundred can you get this guy 20 to 30 million dollars a year and he potentially drops down to a third receiver? What if Dawson comes in and he's Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or Mike Williams or you know somebody where he's absolutely dominant on the routes? You know, he's, he's he got a touchdown or two every game, and now all of a sudden you can get Terry McMahon. You gotta this team is 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 bad for that too. Tying up money in players that are not producing. We can go to uh, Deron Payne right now. They got to figure out, okay. I, and I don't think I don't think they want to give him that money because he's not worth you know. that money. And I, and I feel I, I feel that way with with McLaurin. I feel like you you can't give him this money until you see what you have next year. I, I just you. I, If he's holding out on minicamp, I think you have to play hardball and find him. Like, you you gotta come.
2: You gotta do it the other way because you have to pay him now. So now you're paying him at 23, 24, maybe 25 million. But if you let him go another year, I think you start getting um, Justin Jefferson, guys like that start coming in for extension. Now that top five money goes from being 27 to 29, 30. So you don't want him sitting in the market and then all of a sudden it blows up even more because it blew up this year. I heard y'all talking about Christian Kirk and those guys. So if it blows up then, it's going to blow up again. You don't want to be on the side of where now you're paying him 30 and you could have had him at 24. Or you're paying him 32 and you could have had him at 25. The other thing you don't forget is Samuel signed a three-year deal the two first two years is where his money is. After this year, he doesn't have, they can cut him and save $8 million in cap space. So you're not essentially going to have <clears throat> Samuel, Dachshund, and McLaurin. You're probably going to have Dachshund and McLaurin for the near future.
1: And, and, I, so and that's, I get that. That's where
2: you, that's where you save that at, because now you get back some money off of Samuel, or you try to move him and
1: get something for him. Like and he if, he's gonna ball out this year. I'm I, I promise you. I
2: hope Samuel. So. I mean, he was, at, he was on the training table um
1: last week, so I don't know. Yeah, trust me, it's a contract year. He he'll be on the field. He he will be on the field. It's a contract year. You know, if he come out here and run around the field, maybe return some kicks. I don't know, but if he get out there and ball out. Guess what? He doesn't have to rely on the commanders to give him a um, a contract. You'll have the Jacksonvilles of the world that gravely overpay receivers like Christian Kirk that you're just paying for. We hope you do this. We haven't seen you do anything like that. You know, if that's Terry McLaurin, I, I can understand that going to Jacksonville, getting that money. OK, cool. I've seen Terry. I'm just I'm just concerned that Washington is going to pay him. And I get what you're saying about the the market going up. You know, Um, tomorrow's price is, you know, it's not today's price. I get that. And I think that's what, like, as a GM, you got to make them calls and be like, hey, you going to hate me? I can't pay you this year. If you sit out, you sit out. We just gotta see what we got. I can't tie up a hundred million. I can't pay you 30, 20 to thirty. Let's say, let's just say his number is twenty-five million. I cannot pay you twenty-five million, and you come in here next year and Dotson blow you out the water with hundred and twenty-five catches, and you were at sixty catches with the targets you had. I can't do it. I just, to me, that cap number, that that money is just like. When you get to that territory, I don't think he's a top 10 receiver in the league. So why are we paying him top 10 money? Is Mc, it, it, do you think McLaurin's oh. top 10 or top 15 in this oh. league? I wow. Name, yes. mm. I know he's top 15. Wow. I
2: don't think he's top 10, but I know he's top 15. I got him at okay.
1: top 12. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to go through the list of receiving leaders. Cooper mm. Cup, Devonte Adams, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson. Hold on, I'm ch- why why isn't my I'm having a a brain fart. I hate going to I hate going to the NFL's uh, site. It's like they don't want to. Okay, number one, Cooper Cup, 145 receptions. Devontae Adams, 123. Tyreek Hill, 111. Justin Ze- Jefferson, 108. Mark Andrews, tight end, 107. Number five, Deontay Johnson. Pittsburgh, 107.
2: Keenan Island, 106.
1: Jalen right Wado. Yeah, now you good. You good, brother. Jalen Wado at Miami, number eight, 104. Diggs, 103 at nine. Hunter Renfro, 103. Godwin 98. DJ Moore, 93. Kelsey, tight end, 92. Marquise Brown, I will, I will, 91. That's volume. I know that. Okay, so we can take no, him off. The Brandon Cooks. Brandon, he said it again. You gotta take Waddle off the list as well. I'm sorry if
2: y'all hear the rain. I'm in my car trying to finish
1: up with y'all. Oh, no no. no, no, no. You good? I, I'm looking um, at, like, I'll ta- I so take, Waddle. I can take, I can take Waddle and, 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 uh, Marquise Brown, uh, Stonehands. Can so we could take him, we could take him off the Waddle. list too. Uh, Brandon Cooks, that's volume because he was the only person there. Uh, St. Brown in Detroit. I think he's the real deal. Um, Pittman from Indianapolis. Oh, Jacoby, yeah. Mayers, new, Jacoby Myers, New England, 83. With, with, with you know. Uh, I'm going to take, I don't put him, I don't put Terry going in the top 15 receivers. Mm. Even Cole Beasley had
2: nah,
1: 112. On, look, listen to me, listen to me had 112 targets, 82 receptions. Who's
2: throwing
1: in the ball? I I understand. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
2: I mean that's does, that's does a O'Reilly that's O'Reilly a sl-
1: game throwing the ball has only been there for four days. McLaurin is been damn McLaurin How and Christian you- Kirk had the same amount of receptions. Last
2: year yeah the okay got three thousand yards over three seasons like he's in the top fifteen, and especially once you start taking them tight ends out, that list starts to shrink so he's i think he's top fifteen I um, think he's but again deep... I'm the person that I'd rather pay you first, and in the worst case scenario, the way they have these contracts set up, you can always get back, get out of it in two let you me get
1: out let of, me ask
2: get
1: out three. let me ask both of you guys a question. And and I know y'all are Commanders fans, so it's going to be biased. If I told you right now, pick your number one receiver from DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, and Terry McLaurin, who's your number one receiver? Debo. Then Terry's not a number one.
2: But you put three guys that are all similar. They're all right there in that same group. That's the group he's in. I'm picking Debo just just because Debo is going, does a little bit more than him in terms of running and everything else. But I think he's better than Metcalf. I think he's more complete than Metcalf.
0: You, you know what? I said this a long time ago when you talk about DK Metcalf. He's, he's a talent. He is. But coming out of Ole Miss, I said he wasn't the guy that he, he was a, he's a physical specimen. Everybody looking at him because, of you know, how good he looks physically, but when it comes to playing on the field, he's below AJ Brown, AJ Brown is head and shoulders above him has been from the get go. And I tried to tell everybody that. And then AJ Brown exploded on the scene in Tennessee. And I was like, I told you so. So, Yes, Terry's better than DK. Sorry.
1: DK had DK had twelve touchdowns. Yeah, but DK had an All Pro quarterback throwing him the ball. You think
0: Andre Reed would have made the Hall of Fame without Jim Kelly throwing him the ball?
1: You're proving my point. You're proving the what I'm is, saying. The thing <laughs> is, you
2: still got to think about this, Brian. Um, he's going to play this year for whatever his rookie deal is. The two million. The new deal that he's looking for doesn't kick in until the following season. His cap number still isn't going to be too much because if you work the deal right, his first year number is small and then the contract grows over the next two years. So you're not you. really paying him twenty. I mean, you're paying him 25 in theory the first year of that deal, but you, I mean, that doesn't happen until 2023. He's only paying. going to get to the $2 million for 2022 and maybe some signing bonus money. But everything else doesn't kick in to next year. So you're not damaging your cap this year. And you're actually going to get yourself some flexibility if you structure it the right way But his first-year number is going to be small. So you're not really handcuffing yourself.
1: I get it. I, 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 I can't. Like I
2: said. I mean, look at it like this. They waited on Kevin, right? Mm-hmm. Cousins has played seven seasons with all guaranteed deals and has made $210 million. We the watched them look stupid giving him a five-year deal at $20 mil market value at the time and just took their chance with him. Then it came out of his. They actually came out behind by not making a deal when they yeah. should have.
1: Yeah, I, uh, you're 100% right.
2: They gave him three years of $70 million, where if you put that $70 million as, a, as, a, as his bonus money or his guarantee and you get two more years out of it, you'd have a five-year deal at like 120 something and the kid would be here for five years and wouldn't be missing games. Like that's how I look at it. Like take the chance early and the Rams just showed you that. Took the chance early on both and then they just got rid of him. All right, cool. We got the part where you're not going to kill us on the cap. You gone. Like I think so many teams do this reactively instead of proactively. Sometimes you gotta go out there, take the chance, and just say, "Hey, I messed up. I was wrong." You can't get you can't get fired. I mean, you can get fired for it, but I mean, there's no if you're wrong, you're just wrong. But that's part of doing a job.
0: Well, fellas, we gotta we 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 gotta we gotta put a bow on that. Put a put not even put a bow. We gotta put a pin in that. Well, let's come back tomorrow night and talk about Terry and his contract because we got to go on rapid fire. Two more topics. Uh, I got the Bradley Bill question. Bradley Bill asked for a trade out of Washington. Um, That hasn't been confirmed. Okay. If if you're trading Bradley Bill, what's the least amount that you'll take? A cold hot dog. Nah, nah. I'm fucking.
1: I'm fucking. I'm fucking. Look, listen. I know... When people listen to me and comment on Bradley Beal, I think he's a really good player. I really do. He's not a superstar. He's a star. If you are Tommy Shepard and the Washington Wizards, do you want to go through this drama of these rumors every year? Okay? Because something is something's wrong. Something, everything can't be a rumor. I don't think he has I don't think he has I, I don't wanna I don't wanna I, I just don't think he has the heart to say he wants to leave because I feel like he's gonna make himself look stupid because he's pledged his allegiance to the Wizards organization over and over again. You know, I'd rather him just do it, get it over with, you're gonna move on with your career, you're gonna be at a contender and be over with. If I'm Tommy Shepard and the Wizards and I'm looking at this roster. It's nothing you can bring here if their name ain't Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, LeBron James, that's going to win a championship here with, with Bradley Bill. You cannot put Bradley Bill as a centerpiece and expect this team to win a championship ever. Bradley Bill's a number two guy. There's nothing wrong with being a number two guy, he's a solid. And, and, and some nights he could take over and be number one, but he's not the guy. You can't put him on Kevin Durant's level. You can't put him on Steph's level. LeBron, Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, those guys are number one. Giannis, these are your number one guys. He's not on that level. He's not on a level to take a team to the championship. So if that's what you're saying, then it's time to move on. Trade him, it's, 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 it, I, I, it's contending teams that need his services. Dallas could use him. Him and Luka, with the team they have now. Miami could use him. Philly could use him, if they could figure that out. Philly could use him. He's, he, he's not the guy that you could put your franchise and all your, if they give him a max deal. They won't ever win a championship. They probably won't ever be past the second round. I'll write that in in, in blood. Because we know it's true. We've seen this Wizards team. We see what the East has. They're not going to beat Philadelphia. They're not going to beat Miami. They're not going to beat Brooklyn. And Brooklyn limping. They're not going to beat Milwaukee. I don't know if I said Milwaukee. Atlanta the blue past them. You got five and sixteen. This is this is a playing team every year. If they're not a playing team, they're just barely scraping the six or the fifth seed. And then they're going to probably get go to a seven-game first round, maybe get past that. And when they get to the next round, Mike Tyson waiting for the right hook to knock them out in four games. This is what this team is. I say trade them. Get what you can for them. Miami got some good pieces. You already traded some pieces to Dallas. So it'd be like if you get the same pieces back, you just traded to Dallas. I wouldn't trade them to Dallas. I would trade them to Miami, Philly, if I can get uh, Maxi. I know Philly don't want to let go of Maxi, but I think they would take Bill scoring because Maxi bringing it on both sides of the floor. Bill doesn't. That's the other thing. He doesn't play defense. I think my problem with Bill is he has this thing in his head where he's made it. Like he's already had the championship parade going down Pennsylvania Avenue and everything. And ain't Buster great, not here. I can say the same thing about him and Terry going. You show me how many games they've dominated and just took over and willed their team to win. You can count those on a couple fingers. I'm just I saying. It's,
2: I think it's simple. For I think if you move them, it's going to have to be part of a three-team deal because you're going to have to get a contender in there and you're going to have to get some bottom feeder in the, in the trade. So that way you can get picks from the bottom feeder and you can get um, value, some role players from the um, contending team. So like you were saying, a uh, maxi, maybe it's um, somebody like uh, – Tyler Hero, something like that in the deal for him. Uh, but you also got to come up with picks because you got to build this. So so that's the way I see it. I see it as a three-team deal, real simple. If you move them, move them. But you got to get picks, and you got to get somebody to play right now.
1: And, and I don't want anybody to think that I'm putting – the Washington Wizards, Bullets, failures on Bradley Bill. That's not what I'm doing. It's Sounds not his like it fault.
2: Like it's, it
1: it's, it's not his fault. What I'm saying is he's not the player. If you're, if, if the goal is to win championships, then Bradley Bill's not your player to build around. That He's not that guy. If you just want to put busts in the seats, you want to have an exciting race to the playing game, then that's who you sign. That guy is never going to elevate that team to a championship. He came in to a team. I think he got comfortable being a number two because it was John's team. John, him and John was here, it was John's team. He had the talent. He could score. But when, when when it was crunch time, John proved over and over again, I'll take that shot. I got it. I'm a hustle. I can get it. You know, John did that. Now, the same thing with John. John's not a number one. Not his fault. He's not a number one. He's a piece to a championship puzzle. It's not a guy you can give a Supermax to, which they did, and and be like, that's our corner piece for a championship team. No, you can't. It's not that many guys in this league that you can build teams around. Ben just said it. We said it on this podcast a hundred times. You have to do what the Golden State Warriors did. You have to build your team within. You have to change your culture from within. You have to build, rebuild your franchise to win. Because before Steph and Clay, nobody wanted to go to Golden State. Nobody wanted to go out there and play. Nobody wanted to go to Milwaukee. That's a that's a winning franchise now. They got a championship. The team walked different you know what I'm saying? It's it's a different atmosphere. You have to, you know, 20 years of of mediocrity and bad trades and bad drafts. You don't erase that in a couple seasons. I'm not blaming Bill. I'm not blaming John Wall. It's not their fault. You know, they made some really bad deals, some really bad signings. Um, It is what it is, but now you got to fix it. I think I always give him credit. I think Tommy Shepherd's doing a hell of a job trying to fix it, trying to 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 right the ship. But you know, it's if the ship's eighty percent full of water, you you still got to patch it and get the water out. You know, it's 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 probably fifty percent full now. He didn't patch it. I think getting Porzingis here is a start. You know, is that a championship piece? No, you still don't have your number one guy. You know, all you could do right now is build a team that's deep, that you can go eight, nine, ten guys deep. And hopefully your second team can keep up with the first or outplay the other team's second team. That's what you're hoping. That you're deep enough, you got enough length, enough shooting where any guy on the floor can score. That's that's all you can hope for right now. But I I agree with Ben, it has to be built. Nobody wants to come here. You're not going to get any top tier, top free agent to come here and revitalize this franchise. Not going to happen. You have to draft them and for unfortunately for the Wizards they always fall out of that top three, top five draft pick and they're picking from five to twelve. I, I don't even know what the lottery pick they had. Was it nine? I don't even know what they got. But it's not something you need. They're ten. You need top one, two, three. That's franchise changing. That's Anthony Davis, that's LeBron James, that's Kevin Durant, that's Giannis. Well, you know, of course, nobody knew Giannis was Giannis. But your your far away.
2: Um, I think part of the problem is who they take because you have drafted Hachimuri, Murray, um, Corey Kispert. Is that his name? The kid from yes, yep, um, yep, Gonzaga? Yep, yep. Um, and he drafted somebody else. And I'm like, if you look at the board, I think Tyrese Halliburton was there one year they were drafting. They skipped over him. Um, I think Maxie's, a, a, what, 21st pick? In the mm-hmm. draft. That team with a kid like Maxie, I mean, you can actually, you've been dying for a point guard. So I think, I think my reluctancy to trade them sometimes is just because I don't trust them to get it right. So that's the other thing that bothers me. But I know the only way they can do it is is by getting rid of him and, and recircling the wagons to try to get something better. And maybe you start flipping picks you yeah, like yeah. did. You know what I'm saying? You start flipping yeah. some picks and yes. getting yeah. getting more and more opportunities at the shot at the thing to get it right. But you gotta do something. Um so let,
0: let me say I'm this. Let me let me say this because I went back and I I say let me let me let me see the Washington Wizards uh, draft history and this goes back to ninety eight. It actually goes back to the beginning of the franchise. It's broken down and I'm just looking at guys they pick. And you said Corey Kispert, uh, Denny Advia in twenty twenty they picked a a, a foreign guy.
1: What, what, what's the when you go through the picks? Give me the, the 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 pick number.
0: Okay, Corey Kispert was fifteen. Danny, okay. Danny Advia was uh, number nine. I'm just going to do the first round picks. Uh, Rue okay. Hachimor was number nine. Troy Brown, mm-hmm. who's a bull now, is number 15. Uh, mm-hmm. They got Jerry and Grant at 19 in 2015. Um, okay. Otto Porter was three. Bradley Beal was three. Jan Vesley, a, a boy named Jan, was number six. And there was a lot of good people on the board when he was picked. Um, Chris Singleton was 18. John Wall, number one, number one. Uh, mm-hmm. Lazar Hayward was number 30 and that was both were in 2010. Uh, JaVale McGee was 18. Nick Young was 16 in 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2006, Petrov was 18. No, uh, again, good people on the board. Um, Devin Harris was number five and they promptly traded him away. Uh, Jarvis Hayes in 2003 was uh, number 10. Mm-hmm. Jared Jeffries was number eleven in two thousand two, and Juan Dixon is seventeen in 02. They also picked up Steve Blake the following year, which I thought would have been a nice little core if worked out right. Of course, you know Kwame Brown was number one overall. Richard Hamilton number seven in ninety nine, uh, and that's pretty
1: much it. Like what's the what's the theme on them picks? They, they, you, you just built a hell of a. Support cast If and, I, and nothing against John, if that pick could have been a uh, 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 Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, that would have changed the franchise. Because you built the bench, ninth pick, tenth pick, fifteenth pick. You're not changing your franchise unless you do what Philly did, and and tank on purpose to get some number ones. You have to be number one or number two to get that home run guy. Let, let,
0: to- let me, let me, no, let me, let me put it this way. And I'm going to take it all the way back to the 93 draft. Washington picked in that draft. Uh, they picked Rasheed Wallace number four. I mean, I'm sorry. Number i I'm sorry. Calvert Cheney, Number six. They could have had Allen Houston. So,
1: so, I, you could
0: have had Allen Houston was still on the board.
1: I understand that, but we're talking about, was that Wes sale?
0: Yeah, Uh. well, Wes, yeah, Wes is still in, in charge. I think yeah, that was Wes, uh, Jim Lynam was the coach then. Well, that was before Bernie. Yeah,
1: Wes sale lucked into Shee, Weber, and Howard. He was a and, very bad GM. But could he not put very, it together. Very, yeah, I, that, it, that's part of being a GM. Is, is putting the talent and the coaching together to get past the hump. They should have beat the 96 Bulls.
0: Wait, wait, wait,
1: check your tone, check your tone. They, they had the talent to beat the 96 Bulls. They had the talent to beat them. And even Jordan said, that's a team of the future.
0: Yeah, because they had guys, but they played together as a team. You had Juwan and, and Weber, George Miroson with his bad feet, a defensive presence call. He'd do is stick his hands up. You had Rod Strickland dropping, you know, 35 and 10 some nights. I remember one night, 35, 17, and 10. All he had to do was get his hot dog out of the first quarter, and he was straight.
1: You go from West Unsell to Ernie Grunfield. No. Now, who was, who was next?
0: You got Wes Unsell, and then when Wes moved up, you had Bernie. Who was running things? Then after Bernie uh, Hamilton, and a lot of coaches had a lot of things. Then um.
1: No, 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 no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about GM. GM. Talking, oh, oh. G,
0: it went from um, it went from West to Jordan. Okay. well West, West, West stepped down, Jordan Grunfield. and Jordan unloaded all that money off Grunfield. the books. That's how they were able to sign the big
1: three. Yeah, but that was Grunfield, right? That signed the big three. Yes. Okay, that was the only thing Grunfield did, did right. And of course, you know, he he got John Wall. Okay. But for for the for the most part, Grunfield was, I don't know why yeah. A Poland kept him there. But, you know, God rest his soul. A Poland's guy, hey, I just want to keep keep it relevant. We don't have to win. Got the big three. Um, you know, Gilbert, Garon Butler, Jameson, and LeBron. They couldn't get past LeBron. They could. He was killing them. They couldn't do it. If LeBron isn't in the way, that team makes at least an East Finals. If LeBron's not there. I mean, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. It's, it's a lot of teams you coulda said, if Jordan wasn't there, you know, they woulda made this, that, and the other. But it's, 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 I think it definitely holds true for that Wizards team. If they didn't have to deal with LeBron and him killing them and putting a dagger in them every time he played them, they probably would have went to East finals, you know, and gave a team some hell, probably bowed out in six games.
0: Let me say this. That big three era, you notice they waited until Abe closed his eyes and went on to glory before they broke that up because he didn't want that team broke up. He wanted that team to be put together just like that to build the foundation. He wanted to have his, his Phil Chenier, Bobby D., west and elvin hayes thing back again and this is the best chance of having it he wanted to have that 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 continuity continuity and they waited until till abe closed his eyes to break their team up and they haven't done anything since
1: well i mean then gilbert had the gun thing and that
0: right there okay i understand that but i'm not trading him over that i'm not letting I gilbert go over go that. that yes you got to be punished but i'm not letting you go over that
1: Yeah, I think it
2: was
1: um, Javarris Crittenden's shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to poop
0: in the shoe too. Yeah, I,
1: I think, I think we don't see the behind the scenes, and I think that might be a a laundry list of things behind the scenes that maybe the organization was tired of dealing, and those were just the ices on the cake that hit hit the mainstream. Because you just don't, you just don't all of a sudden poop in somebody's shoes.
0: Well, they had a long-standing beef,
1: and it was over money. I'm just saying you just no,
2: The whole team, the whole team was an issue, so that's why they yeah. broke that up because it just started falling apart. It was yeah. a terrible locker room.
0: Well, Eddie yeah, Jordan sure. didn't have a, a rain on him, but Eddie Jordan he was winning. <laughs> he he was winning yeah. enough. So
1: I, I I before I know we got to get out of here. I think you got to give. I think Tommy is going in the right direction. Build your role players. You you because you're you're not gonna come across that superstar just like that. It's not coming. They just don't float around, you know, you have to wait for your moment. And, you know, do we see a Bill Harden swap? You know, do we see um, you know, a bill, something where you you get back something that this team could be competitive and then you can keep building from there and come maybe get your superstar somewhere. But you build they they have a good bench but you can't you can't you're not gonna win an NBA championship it just it's just what it is. Drafting at nine and fifteen you you you're not going to. You need that that game changer. You need that game changer like this guy adds fifteen wins to the team when he steps on the court. He's that good. And they just haven't been able to get that guy. And I don't know how they're going to get that guy. But I think Bradley Bill is the piece. And that 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 means giving him, not giving him away, but getting him out of here. I think he'll be happier going to a contender. They get, Like Ben said, they can do a work a three-team trade. If they can't get a legit, maybe, you know, star back, then you work a three-team or a four-team deal, whatever you got to do. Try to get a pick back, and I think that's what you're going to have to do.
0: Well, last but not least, very, very rapid fire because we're well over time. Uh, Ben, this is a good one for you quickly. Ted Leons is the possible new owner of the Nats. You with it or not?
2: No, I don't want to. Sorry, that means we're gonna get we're gonna keep hiring bad coaches and making them live out their contract. No, don't want Ted. Sorry
0: bj
1: to the point i mean i, I can't I, I guess no because i can't say definitely 100 percent. i mean you know the capitals won their their championship underneath him um you know it's i'm gonna have to i don't know man i mean i say yes because he's he's the air he's in the area you know do you want somebody to come in that's not from this area I mean they're not gonna move the team, of course. They just built the stadium. You know, Washington just got the team back. It's not like they're moving them or anything. But do you want some do you want somebody from the outside? Or do you want an insider? I, I guess I would want an insider, and that's that's steady teddy, I guess.
0: Okay. We got the finals tonight, nine PM. Uh Boston out in the Bay Area. Uh go Boston. I need y'all to run this to seven games, please. Thank you very much. Uh, but other than that, I can't say we don't do no overtime. But we got to get up out of here. Thank you all for joining us. Be back tomorrow because we need to finish this discussion on Scary Terry's contract tomorrow. We definitely need to finish that. But until then, that's the Midnight Rider, the Boss BJ. I'm the big guy KG, and we are out of here.